1: Paul's Ice Show brought to you by Archie's on the South Side, the official chicken wing of the fan. Kale Burger in for Paul tonight. We are talking uh, NFL Draft and the Senior Bowl happening right now down in Mobile, Alabama. The unofficial start of the draft season. And right now we go out to the fan hotline and speak with our good friend Noah Strackbine of Sports Illustrated. Does a fantastic job covering the Steelers and he is live in Mobile right now. Noah, I've first things first. I've obviously enjoyed your coverage. It's been great down there, but I think what I've enjoyed most of all and have been jealous of most of all is all of the food you've been posting on your social media accounts.
2: Yeah, so uh, let me tell you, the weather in Pittsburgh is keeping me in Mobile for probably as long as possible, and some may say that stinks. I say that's a blessing because I'm about to go eat some crawfish, and I don't think life gets much better.
1: Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, and some of the barbecue I've seen you... uh, Uh, have is making me really jealous as well all right let's dive into these prospects you know uh, third day of uh of festivities down there at the senior bowl and you know it's kind of been a interesting paradigm shift early on on tuesday it seemed like the steelers and all the reporting we're seeing out of there is the worst kept secret in the nfl draft process just like last year with the steelers infatuation with Najee harris the steelers love kenny pickett local guy he's talking about how much he loves pittsburgh and how it would be a dream to be there Um, but kind of a little rough day for Kenny apparently yesterday in the rain and the elements. And now it appears that the Steelers seem to be infatuated with Malik Willis of Liberty. Talk about the, the performances those two quarterbacks have had respectively so far down at the senior bowl.
2: So uh, I want to say day one, it it was definitely Kenny who who stood out a little bit more than everybody else. I, I wouldn't say it was a great day for anyone overall. And then day two, the rain started and, you just saw that it was affecting pretty much everybody. Actually, uh, Kenny Kenny Two Gloves turned into uh, Kenny One Glove because of the weather, and he's throwing without his his right glove, and you could see that the ball was getting away from him just just a little bit. It wasn't anything to be super concerned about. There was guys like Sam Howell had an absolutely terrible day um, in the rain, and and you saw how bad it was affecting him. I don't think that was the case too, too much with the ticket. Malik Willis, though, I mean – he came down here and said right from the jump that he believes that he could show that he's QB one in this draft class. And when the weather said, Hey, show us your best. He definitely stood up and, uh, you know, made that happen. And he definitely showed that. I think he had by far the best performance of day two day three was unfortunately inside. So we didn't get to watch it, but you know, from what we saw, I mean, coming out of here, Malik Willis definitely put on the best show to, to put himself in position to move up in the draft.
1: You know, the Kenny Pickett discussion earlier on this week, too, was, oh, no, his hands, look how small his hands are, all that kind of normal talk that we get this time of year. He obviously does wear the gloves, so it kind of negates that. But like you said, you got to take him off with those receiver gloves in the rain. And uh, what we, what I was hearing, and I, I heard uh, we played a clip of Todd McShay from ESPN off the top of the show. He acted like Kenny was you know, throwing the ball out there like Tim Tebow and how erratic he was. It seems like you're saying that it wasn't all that bad, but just maybe not as crisp as we're used to seeing from Number Eight.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was anything super drastic, and I think at the same time you have to understand that it wasn't like a light rain. Like at at some points, it was pretty much a torrential downpour that these guys were practicing practicing in in conditions where, like, if this was an NFL team, you'd be inside because you don't expect to play in that, you know, most Sundays. And if you do play in that. On Sundays, you're going to adjust. I mean, the the New England Patriots threw the ball three, four times in a game this season because they understood the weather conditions, and I get that that's very drastic. But like, you know, NFL teams know how to adjust to those type of situations. This was a practice where you have to show out, so they were going to throw the ball as much as possible. I just think that you know, in the conditions, if you stood out the way like Malik Willis stood out, it, it really showed. But if you didn't have a absolutely terrible day, which I don't think Kenny Pickett had an absolutely terrible day, then you just kind of saw like, okay, well, he was affected by the rain. It kind of is what it is.
1: Uh, with Malik Willis, uh, we keep hearing these uh, reports about his just, how he's a physical specimen, an athletic freak, all of those things of why he's so enticing. And that's something that Mike Tomlin has talked about a lot this year, really unprompted too, about how he wants a mobile quarterback. He wants a guy with some speed, some agility, and the kind of pressure that puts on a defense that obviously he's had to face and makes sense why he would want that in his own quarterback moving forward. But we've also heard that Malik Willis is more of a project, more of the raw prospect, but with a very high ceiling. When you look at Malik Willis's game, what are, what are the areas where he really needs to progress the most to become a legitimate NFL starter and the potential perennial Pro Bowler-like, uh, I guess his, his ceiling is pegged to be?
2: Yeah, so I, I do believe, I, I agree with you. I think his ceiling is there, but he is a little bit of a project. And I think every quarterback in this draft is a little bit of a project. With, with Malik, it, it's all about he's got to focus on his accuracy. He's just got to understand where to put the ball more than you know his whole throwing motion, whereas in a guy like Desmond Ritter needs to pretty much change how he throws a football. Um, and then it just comes down to decision-making. He is a true athlete. He's probably the best runner Uh, in the quarterback class, and, you know, he can make moves outside of the pocket. You've seen it down here, too. And and he's got an absolute rocket of an arm. Like, his his ball comes out just as fast as anybody else's, if not faster. Um, He just has to focus on, you know, when to throw the football to give it that touch and, you know, just improve the accuracy, which will come with time working with a quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator in the NFL. But it is something that day one in the league, you're going to see issues with a guy like Malik.
1: Joined here by Noah Strachan of Sports Illustrated. Speaking of quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, uh, the Steelers obviously sticking with Matt Canada and Mike Sullivan going into next year. Those two guys both there in attendance in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. If they were to draft a guy like a Malik Willis, who is more of a project, who needs a little bit more attention in terms of getting his game, you know, ready and prime for the NFL level. How much faith do you put in Matt Canada and Mike Sullivan? with their track records, with what they've done, their resume, that they could take a guy like Malik Will- Willis and, you know, get the most out of him or allow him to achieve that potential?
2: So I have much more faith in Sullivan than Canada at this point, but that's just because Sullivan, you know, he's a veteran coach. He's, he's proven that he's, he can do this before. Um, on the other hand, Canada is a guy that it kind of feels like the Steelers are just saying, okay, you didn't have an opportunity to run your offense this past season. So we're going to give you an opportunity to do that this season. I think that that could lead to a boatload of trouble for a guy like Malik Willis, who needs to come in here and be coached well. And if Matt Canada turns out to not be a good offensive coordinator, that's going to reflect a lot on how Malik Willis plays. So,
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra.
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
2: I don't know. I'm very skeptical in the whole situation. I think that when it comes down to Canada right now, that's that's a big question mark that can not only affect this upcoming season but the future because you might put your rookie quarterback in danger of taking a step backwards because your OC just doesn't know how to work with him.
1: And I think in the same vein, you know, if the Steelers are going to go that route and go with a rookie quarterback, you know, maybe getting a guy like Kenny Pickett who has a little more familiarity, and if you you know, you are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They don't believe in the rebuild or anything like that. They want to keep contending right away. Then maybe getting the most pro-ready guy, the most polished guy, but with a uh, with a, an admittedly lower ceiling would be the best option to slot in right now with the team that's con- currently built and who they could add in free agency probably is the best scenario if they're going to go the rookie route.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would agree. I think that if you have an opportunity and pick it there, uh, I mean, it depends on how much you fall in love with Malik Willis over the next couple of months. But if Kenny Pickett's there and available, and you're thinking we're not going to rebuild, we need a guy to plug in right now and, and win, I mean, Pickett, Pickett's your answer. He Just like you said, he is the most polished guy. He is the most NFL-ready guy. Maybe his ceiling isn't as high as a lot of people's, but at the same time, he does have, you know, a Pro Bowl, maybe a Super Bowl caliber ceiling. Um, But, yeah, Pickett's definitely the answer there. At at the same time, though, when you have a guy that's such a big question mark at OC like Canada, you know, you can't expect – if this was a phenomenal quarterback class, you could say, okay, the OC might hold us back, but he's not going to hold us back too much. In in this quarterback class where there's a lot of question marks and maybe that feeling isn't super high, it's still the thought that if Kenny's here and he is fine-tuned enough to play – you still can't have super high expectations in year
1: one. Joined here by Noah Strackbine of Sports Illustrated. Noah, I think the one of the key phrases you said in there is if he's available. In regards to Kenny Pickett, I think that goes for Malik Willis as well, though. But as we look at Kevin Colbert entering his final draft cycle as GM, I have this feeling, this inkling that he wants to go out with a bang, that he, you know, so to speak, wants to leave the Steelers better than he found them uh, in a way, and that... We've seen a more, I guess you can call it, liberal, Kenny, uh, Kevin Colbert in recent years, you know, making the Minka trade, trading up for Devin Bush. Uh, some of the moves that he has made in recent years. I don't put it past him that in his last go round in a draft cycle as GM, that he wouldn't, you know, be aggressive, try and move up to get into position to take one of these guys and set the Steelers up for success as he exits the door.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that one. And I don't even think it's as much of a wants to go out with a bang as if it's, I want to leave who's ever next in a position to win. And I think he knows as well as everybody that a quarterback, the next franchise quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers is how you're going to do that. And if he makes the splash, I think, I think that's how quickly guys go off the board. If, If Kenny goes to a team like the Carolina Panthers or Malik goes to a team like the Carolina Panthers, and then the Denver Broncos are still in need of a quarterback and you know, you have a bunch of question marks after that you start thinking, okay, well, how long are we going to sit around before we just say, well, we ended up with a third-round quarterback that we have to compete with Mason Rudolph now? Um, And then you're thinking, well, you know, let's move up. But I wouldn't put it past him, and I'd I'd say that it's most definitely in the realm of possibilities that Kevin Colbert says we're making some moves come draft
1: season. Now, Noah, this isn't the Manning passing camp, though it sounds like that, or the Elite 11, because all we're talking about is quarterbacks here, but – Obviously, there's every other position out there represented. They're going to play a game this weekend. Uh, The Steelers also need help on the offensive line, the defensive line, uh, linebacker, secondary. They have a lot of needs on this team and stuff that they can address in the NFL draft. Let's start in the interior down in the trenches. I forget who I saw tweet this today or yesterday, but this is one of the deeper line classes both on the offensive and defensive sides than we've had in quite some time, meaning you can get value later on in the draft. Would you agree with that statement and who have been some of the guys that have really stood out to you? You know, Maybe one guy that's an offensive lineman, one guy that's a defensive lineman.
2: Yeah, so I I think that, first off, the best player down here, at least through these three days of practice, is definitely Jermaine Johnson. Um, The guy just looks NFL ready. He looks like a guy that's going to come in and be a playmaker right off the jump. And I'm not saying that an edge rusher is an option for the Pittsburgh Steelers but I'm, if he's available somehow or if for some reason they feel that bringing in that third guy to work with TJ and Alex is a move that they feel is necessary, man, does he look like he's going to be, be a guy that makes an impact right from the jump once he gets into the league. Um, on the offensive line, it, there's a lot of them, and I wouldn't say that anybody really stood out uh, amongst the rest. There are guys like Uh, Zion Johnson, who I think what stood out most about him is the fact that at times he was playing center, which kind of just shows that he has that versatility, which I think the Steelers do like, and it's another option in case they feel, you know, Kendrick Green needs to play guard or vice versa. Um, Another name that I I spoke to and I I felt really good about is Max Mitchell, who played with Kevin Dawson um, at Louisiana. He's a guy that's played both left and right side. He's played a little bit of guard. Um, and he said that he feels comfortable playing either right or left tackle, which leaves you with the ability to say Dan Moore is going to stay on the left side or we feel better with Dan Moore on the right side and we're going to plug Mitchell in on the left. But I think those are two names that should definitely be on the Steelers' radar and you know that, that are easily possibilities in the first round if they decide you know, we're, we're not going to look at this as a man in passing camp and we're going to look at other positions too.
1: And in that vein, noah, what about uh some other uh defenders let's say uh in the secondary and and especially at linebacker too because we know how devin Bush and Joe Schobert and Robert Splay and how that group performed this year that's going to be an area where the Steelers are most likely going to address here come April who at the linebacker position there has been a guy that's caught your eye
2: um i I mean there's a lot of uh a lot of a lot of names, but Troy Bernard is a name that that sticks out out of Baylor I think he's you know, somewhat of a mid-round pick. I think that's that's the problem with linebackers is when you look at the class here, it, it is extremely deep, um, you know, with names like Bernard and, and names like um, Troy Anderson and Chad, Chad Muma and stuff like that. Um, and, and they're all guys that maybe they're not starter-ready day one to make, like, a Devin Bush in year one type impact. But they are guys that you could plug in and say, okay, well, this is probably an upgrade from Joe Schalberger. This is probably an upgrade from Robert Splane. and I think that's, that's been my focus down here is that the Steelers need an inside linebacker, and I definitely agree with everybody who thinks that. But chances are they're not going to draft one in the first round. So it's more of those mid-round guys. And what I've seen is that a lot of those guys, especially the names that I've named, are guys that, you know, you feel confident that if, if this is the guy that they get day two, day three, they could plug in and feel, okay, there's going to be some impact here, and it's going to be a little bit of an upgrade.
1: Noah, great stuff as always. Keep eating down there, and whenever you get back to Pittsburgh, find your way home safe. All right, man?
2: Thanks. I appreciate it. And tonight's barbecue is definitely an honor of you.
1: Absolutely, man. I'll talk to you soon. Noah Strackbine, of Sports Illustrated. Great insight from down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, where the Steelers may be getting a front-row seat at their quarterback of the future, we're just not show, uh, not sure which one it is right now, and maybe some offensive linemen or some linebackers too. Uh, I mentioned Joe Schobert and uh, Devin Bush and the way they played this season. Um, I think linebackers definitely need to be something they're targeting. Uh, I, I think they got to find either a running mate for Devin Bush or they need to find a replacement for Devin Bush. One of the two. We'll see how early the Steelers prioritize that in the draft in just a couple of months, but. It's Kale Berger in for Paul Zeiss on the Paul Zeiss Show. You can text us on the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line at 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminding you to text responsibly. That is also the phone number to call. If you still want to weigh in on the Steelers quarterback uh, plan for the future, you're free to do so, 412-928-9370. That conversation uh, still up for grabs. Also, uh, want to weigh in on some of the other NFL storylines we've seen over the last couple of days. Primarily, uh, there's a new name for a team. The Washington football team, that would be. They announced what their name is gonna be. I don't think it's that great. I think it could have been way more creative and maybe they didn't need to change it at all, at least from its most recent iteration, not the previous one, obviously.